Blog Talk Radio. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. RP Radio Show, WMMG, home of the KIRP Radio Show. And we are back once again, another Sunday, folks, doing it all over one more time for everybody out there in, uh, in Radio Land. Y'all know what we do. Y'all know how we do it. Hopefully the volume is good for everybody. I know we got my guys over there on the boards looking like things are good. I'm not here alone tonight, folks, so should be a beautiful show. Everything should go well. You know how that is. You know, you got to make sure stuff go well for all the listeners out there. All the people who dedicate their time and show us love coming through the show week in and week out. Showing us that K-R-R-P-B-I-G love. I really appreciate you guys coming through. Thanks for everything that you do. And uh, 
we're here to do it again. It's uh, Today is June 12, 2011. You know, I had, for those of you who listened to the show before, you know we had some folks that say, you know, you never give the date of the show, and I always go online, and I can't figure out what day the show is and what I'm listening to, and I don't know if I'm listening live or not. So today is the 12th. For you folks out there who don't know if you're listening live or not, all you folks that are listening via KRRP Radio Show, shouts out to you. I appreciate you, you B.I.G. in my book. Everybody who's on the phone lines who are well lit up today, I guess they want to show my guests a lot of love. We got we got folks all over the board over here already, which normally doesn't happen until about 15 minutes in the show. So it's looking like we're going to have a busy show this afternoon or this evening. Um, also want to give a special shout out to my folks down there in Wide Awake. Wilson, Wilson NC, man, that's my home. Got a lot of email about last show. A lot of people had some, some opinions to make and some things to say. I guess I'm getting on folks' nerves a lot. So, hey, that's me, man. To you, to everybody out there who know me, uh, you won't like everything that I have to say. Pretty sure you know that by now. To you folks out there that don't know me, um, maybe you'll learn to like me. Sometimes, sometimes you won't. You know, it is what it is. I'm a very opinionated person, as well as you, I'm sure. And if you're not, you know, live a little. Don't always, you know, hold hold the things that you have to say inside. Sometimes you got to let it out. We don't want you guys sick. We don't want to have any ulcers. I'm definitely not going to have any ulcers for you, you know, trying to hold in my tongue. It's just not going to happen anymore. So, I don't know. Maybe you'll, get, maybe you'll get to like me. Maybe you won't, you know. But mainly, I just hope you tune into the show because... In my mind and in the minds of some others who who listen to the show, um, we're doing some good in our communities. We're doing some good out there for folks who really don't know what's going on in the world as a whole. You know, a lot of people, they, they live and they go to work and, you know, they pretty much just live their life. They don't really get out much and they don't know what's going on, when and where, um, other than in their neighborhood. So I feel like we're doing some good, shining some light on us. You know, as people of color, um, us as conservatives, us as black conservatives, a.k.a. Uh, Republicans, you know, black Republicans who believe in. Oh, I can't even say black Republicans anymore. I can definitely say black conservative. And and if you're dealing with a person like me, um, I'm not one way about anything other than Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And that's just me. You know, that's speaking on my behalf. But. You know, I'm not one way about anything. I can tell you that I am not a Democrat whatsoever at all, point blank and period. I don't believe in their platform. I don't believe in their premise. I don't believe that uh, they're doing us any good or they have done us any good when it comes to the the color or or the colored or black community, if you will, or Amer- African American community, if you will. Um, and and the reason I say so many def- so I give so many definitions of black or African-American or of colored or people of color is because I'm one person that I, I do believe that we're all variations of of color from the African heritage. I definitely believe that, and I don't go against that. I know that to be true. However, I'm not your African-American. I'm definitely not your black, um, as the definitions are cited, but I will be your person of color. So if you look up colored, that's a beautiful definition. Even though the word was used at a bad time in American history, it's not all about American history, folks. So, you know, look up the definition of colored and you tell me which one you like the best, black or colored. I think I prefer colored because I definitely have light in me. I'm not without hue. I'm not full of void. And that's what the definition of black is. And there, there are many different levels of black, but I'm, there's nothing black about me. The only thing I found positive about black is 
when it comes to the stock market. If you're in the black, you're done good for the year. Um, if you're in the red, you're done bad for the year. But anyway, I, I'm not going to get off on that. We're going to have a beautiful show, folks. Um, we got a special guest coming through by the name of... Uh, I'm not going to tell you his name yet. I, I was just debating that. Let me Let me tell you what he does. Let me tell you who this individual is first before we even go into what he does or what he has done. He is an author. Um, he's not only an author. This man is, is by definition of me, um, he's a great humanitarian. Um, uh, him and his brother, from what I understand, um, they have a charity that, now let me tell you about this charity, first of all. This, this charity that they have, and I'm talking about the author that's coming on the show, um, he and his brother, his twin brother, as a matter of fact, they have a charity where they go out and into um, different places, if you will, and they teach and educate kids on the ability to use the computer. They actually teach kids how to use the computer. They actually teach Internet. They teach keyboarding. They teach how to hook up the computer from start to finish. They rebuild computers, and they donate them to needy families or needy organizations. They are truly one nonprofit whatsoever that I know go by the true definition of nonprofit. They will not accept your monetary donations. They will, however, accept your computers. So if you got an old computer around the house, I want you guys, you know, run through the house, find it. I know the finals are on. You know, turn the volume down. We got the finals on here in the studio also. You know, we got folks in here watching the game. But um, right now I want you to, you know, turn the volume up on your computer and listen to what we're saying, you know, because the guest that we're bringing on the show is a true humanitarian for what he does. Um, there are a lot of don't don't get it twisted, folks. There are a lot of groups out there that call themselves charity, or or they call themselves being helpful, or or whatever you want to call it, and uh, it's solely based off the premise of getting paid. It's solely based off the premise of getting money. These folks don't get any money, man. They do this out of the kindness of their heart, out of their own time. And and from what I understand, this man is an IT tech by trade. Um, he don't come cheap. <laughs> You know what I mean? You you don't you don't rent this man's time for cheap. This is one man that realized that his time is definitely worth his money. So worth your worth the the appropriate monies. So you know by these guys doing this or by this man doing this, you know taking the time to teach this to these kids or rebuild these computers and donate them to these families, um, I, I find that highly respectable. I can't even really put it in words, man, but I, I definitely find it highly respectable and commendable um, by any and by all for the most part. I'm sure they're going to be a group of people who won't agree with what they do for whatever reason. You know, everybody got their hater button pushed sometimes. You know, somebody's going to hate on something, but I, I'll be quite honest, though, and this is part of the reason why I chose to uh, bring this guy on the show is because I felt like what he was doing before he ever wrote a book I felt like what he was doing was valuable, and, and, you know, it goes without saying that more of that is needed in all communities, not only our communities. Um, you know, once upon a time in the black communities, they were so hurt, and, you know, we were yelling out and screaming for help when we took it upon ourselves and to clean up our own communities and do positive things in our own communities because, hey, let's face it, no one else was trying to do it at that point in time. Um, now we have several programs in the black communities that are going well, um, some that are not going so well, you know, is there's been an influx of gang activity in the black communities all over the United States. But anyway, um, 
you know, I, I think more programs like, you know, the gentleman that I'm going to have on the show, I think more programs are needed like the one he and his brother run. So we're going to talk about that. I'm not going to give you the name of the charity yet. I'm going to let him introduce the charity to you, let you guys, let him tell you what the charity does and what they're for and what they represent. Also tell you about other things that are going on. But anyway, the guy that we're going to have on the show tonight, author, Larnell Toms, uh, author of the book, A Free World Order, a conceptual book of a world without money. Larnell Toms, he'll be on the show at the 9 o'clock hour or right before the 9 o'clock hour. Um, but leading up to that, you know, we're going to talk about a little bit of current events, and things that's going on. Of course, I'll run my mouth. You know I'm good at that, and that's what I do. So, you know, that's what we do, man. We're going to go to our first commercial here in just a second. I'm a little bit late, but you know what it is. It's uh, right now 812. You're listening to the KRP radio show, WMMG's home of the KRP radio show. I can't even get it home. Hey, it's, if it's Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort. Hey, it's if it's Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. starring your host, Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host act right. My man holds it down for purely poetic late night mic poetry show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic. WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show, baby. We are now 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you. If you want more information about KIRP radio show, hit us up online. You can visit the website at www.kirp.com. 
www.krpradioshow.com. Again, that's www.krpradioshow.com. If, if you're logging online and you're on some social sites, make sure you hit us up and like our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. Add yourself to the page. You can leave a comment. You can talk about the topics, and we'll try our best to get them all and read them off on the show. And if you're also on Twitter, send us a tweet at symbol KRP Radio Show, and you can hit up the host. And that's me. That's Pudgy at symbol NC Pudgy. Like I said, we are now over one. 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you, baby. We started out November 28, 2010, and now we're taking it through 2011 and beyond. We are the KIRP Radio Show, and if you don't know what that stands for, that's keeping it real with Pudgy, baby. If you want more information about emailing or you want information about advertising or you want to know where we're going to be here and there, hit us up, Radio at gmail.com or WMMG. 500 at gmail.com and someone will get back to you as soon as possible. Like I said, it's all because of you, baby. 100,000 listeners strong and we're going on from here. I appreciate you and one love. Welcome back to the home of the WMMG, home of the KRRP radio show. Sorry about the technical difficulties we had through the commercial break, but, you know, we lost that L.A. feed, so we got it back up and running. Of course, they're delayed, so they're going to edit everything that goes on with the show. But anyway, we're back up and running, man, and it is time to talk about some current events, folks. And if you don't know, like I know, Tracy Morgan is definitely on fire right now for some comments that he made. Tracy Morgan went on the uh the Jay Leno show. That was Jay Leno. Went on the Jay Leno show. And uh you know Tracy Morgan, he's he's known for his uh different type of comedy, you know, the things that he was talking about and I guess he got asked a few questions and he said some things that a lot of people just didn't like. Um Tracy Morgan started talking about gays and the gay agenda and uh you know a lot of the gay folks didn't like what Tracy Morgan had to say, so you know, they went on his Facebook page and went on his fan page and, you know, the news and a whole lot of other different blogs and folks are talking about it. And, you know, I don't know. I can't say personally what the what the big deal was. Um, I can't say if I agree or disagree with it. Personally, I think the man is just not that funny. You know, a lot of people like him, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, the comment that he made was based around, I guess, I don't I don't know the whole thing. You know, I watched it and, and what I watched was edited out, so I had to read it. And uh what I read was that Tracy Morgan said if his son was gay, you know, he'd stab his son in the neck or cut his son head off or I think he said cut his son head off or something to that nature. But uh you know what it is what it is. We're gonna go to a call and see what that caller thinks about that little Tracy Morgan comment. Caller from the two five two, I'm sorry, uh last two digits forty one, you're on the Ever Pudgy, what's up? What's up, Pete? It's Keisha. How you doing? Um, in a lot of pain, but I better know I'm good. <laughs> With my um broke toes and broke foot. Hello. Sorry, Keish, we can't hear you. Hold hold on one second. We're gonna we're gonna bring you right, right. back in to okay. see if we can get you on another feed here. Okay, Keish, is that better? Are you on the cell phone? No, I'm on my house phone actually. 
Okay, I hear you great now. What's up? Oh, nothing. I was, hey, nothing I was just um, saying. Um, I was in some pain, but I'm okay. You're in some pain? Yo, what happened to you? I, I saw on your Facebook page that you, you did something to yourself and you didn't want to go to the emergency room or something to that nature. I was trying to hold off, but I was cleaning up and I moved my washing machine waiting on my husband to do it because I don't like the lint to be behind or whatever. And I guess I hit the, the hose that goes into the drainage to drain the water out. And I just oh heard water, like, hitting my floor. So I jumped up and tripped over something, and from there it was just crucial. <laughs> Impatient Keisha. That's our new name, that's, folks. Yeah, that's me. So what did you I was do? waiting for him to... Did, did I broke four toes, that? and I have a hairline fracture on my foot. Wow. Wow, you really did hurt yourself, man. I'm sorry to hear that. I, you know, I was taking it as a joke at first, but that's no joking matter. That's no. <laughs> nah, I mean, but it's funny though because I was laughing at myself, but I was mad at the same time because I hurt myself. But I was laughing because I'm like, look, I tell my kids to stop running through the house, and here I am running through the house. But I had a good cause. They just run through the house because they're kids. <laughs> yeah. I was going to go stop the washing machine from all the water falling on my floor. So. I would have rather been cleaning up some water than, than uh, wrapping up my toes, though. Um, true, but I'm glad that, I mean, literally, it would have been worse if I would have ran in the kitchen before <laughs> my foot was hurt. I probably would have been on the floor Yeah. from all the water, so I'm good. Well, man, everybody out in Radio Land, we got to give Keisha a, a big old wish you well, get better. We don't kiss no toes oh, on the radio show, so <laughs> and they could uh, loan you some ice or something. They come ice your toes down or something like that. <laughs> That's crazy. I got I got plenty of that here. I've been doing that. Yeah, we got to make that, that cop. Huh? I'm sorry. Well, I said we got to go we got to I said we got to make it laughable. You know, I mean, we can't we can't look down oh, yeah. on just start thinking about no, that pain. So. No, it's funny. I mean, but my medicine's gonna be kicking in shortly, so I'm be going to bed. <laughs> oh, and really I usually not. don't take I don't take medicine for anything unless I have a migraine. So I'm actually taking medicine for this because it's kind of painful. So. Man, I'm definitely sorry to hear that, man. That's that's no joke. I, I heard a toe of mine once before, and it still hurts sometimes. Like I'm an old man or something. Yeah, we're not as young as we used to be. That's for sure. What do you think about that Tracy Morgan thing that's going on around here? There's so many folks I, to talk I about. I guess, I guess because I really haven't been watching TV or been on on Facebook or anything. I'm just checking through my phone here and there. I haven't heard anything about it, but it. I mean, he's a comedian, so he probably said stuff and they just took it and ran with it. I mean, how many people can really adjust to their child being gay? But I mean, eventually you just have to deal with it and let it be what it is. But as far as him saying he's going to cut his head off or do whatever, I mean, I don't know. It's, I he mean, said it, it, it like, yeah, he, he definitely said it. Uh, it. It's like, you know, I don't know how to look at him, and a lot of people are offended by it because, you know, I, from what I understand, a lot of people got up from the Jay Leno show and left, and they had a whole lot to say about it, and they wrote letters to the producers of his show and, and this, that, and the third, so we don't know what's going on really. But all we do know is that he made the comment, and people are uneasy about it. Let me tell you, I mean, they're heated. I've been on the board all day with folks back and forth that had a lot to say about Tracy Morgan and how they hate his guts and, and you know, this, that. So I'm just wondering, like, what do people feel about it, you know? I don't I 
I mean, but you know, how how do you look at it? I mean, you could look at it as being that's that's the way he feels. He's not necessarily gay bashing unless it's in his his household, within his own household. Or you could look at it that he is gay bashing, but then you also have to look at it that he's a comedian. I mean, he's gonna do what I mean, due to the fact that didn't make anybody laugh, it pissed people off. I mean, but he's still a comedian. That's that's his job. That's what he does. He's come he comes out of his mouth saying stupid stuff. So I mean, do you expect the unexpected or what? Well, I don't know. Here's what someone said to me. They said, "What if, what if he uh, was a white comedian and and he says something about, you know, if my daughter had a child by a nigger, how would you feel about that?" And he was a comedian making a funny behind it. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm kind of dumbfounded on that one. I guess because really I don't have a. I mean. I guess the shoes would be reversed because I have a son, and and they would say that about my son. I mean, that would probably piss me off. But oh, yeah. then again, I mean, you got comic comedians that say any and everything anyway, and some people take it around with it. Some people laugh it up and think it's funny as hell, and other people could care less. Would you be offended by one of your white friends telling you a black joke and it was funny? Some of them are funny. Let me keep it 100. I mean, well, you know what? I, I was just going to say that because my supervisor told me a joke the other day. I don't remember what it was, but it was actually funny. I mean, it wasn't racist or anything like that. I mean, but she has told me one where it was a black and white joke, and it was still funny. I mean, I, I guess I don't know because it's, it's some things I take to heart and some things I don't. Cross the lines a little bit? Did she cross the lines a little bit on you? I mean, no, well, she know not to come up on me like that. She might she might go tell the other people that, but she know where to cross the lines at with me because, you know, I don't, I don't bite my tongue. And I, I probably would have told her that mess won't funny, but I wouldn't have said it that nice. Well, I mean, you know, I when when they I said mean, it like, like, I don't know what to say, man. I'm, I'm lost on it. I, I'm not I gay, mean, so. I'm, 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 I'm kind of lost, too, because neither am I. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy <laughs> where I'm at, and it's not with a, a woman. But I don't, I mean... The gay people is are the gay community. Is it really something that really, really offended them? Is he going to be the first person to say something about the gay community? No. Is he going to be the last person? No. But to me, they take a lot of issues. Oh my God, that thunder is terrible. They take a lot of issues and throw them out of proportion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. Whether it's funny or not. All right. Let me ask you this though, because this is really. We're going to be talking about later on in the show. We got a, we got a guest coming on the show, Lonell Times Wilson, NC in the house, um, author of a book, Free World Order, a uh, conceptual book of a, a world without money. So basically he's talking about how the world will be without money and, and how we need to get to um, a bartering system, in a sense, theoretically speaking anyway. How do, how do you feel, how would you feel if the president came online tomorrow morning, special address, and said, the healthcare bill has been passed, and now we have to eliminate Medicaid. Now, I don't know that. There's, there's nothing like that is going to happen that I know of. This is totally crazy. I'm, I'm going way, way left or right field with this, so I'm just asking the question. How would you feel about that if we got rid of Medicaid, knowing that we spent over $700 billion on Medicaid last year? I would, I mean, I would more than likely close to be out of a job because a lot of our patients that we see, at the clinics I work at, they have Medicaid. I mean, we have some that have no insurance. 
private insurance, workman's comp, whatever, but majority of our patients have Medicaid and Medicare. So that would affect me tremendously because it's no guarantee that we, we we live off grants and and things like that for my company. Even though it's a it's a good company, makes great money. Without them, where would we be? I, I may have no job. I may wake up. He says tomorrow that Medicaid is cut. Okay, well my hours may get cut to ten hours a week. How could I make it off ten hours a week? And then it, it would make me mad also because there's so many patients out here struggling. To have certain things, you know, you have to decide, okay, I got Medicaid. I still have to pay $3 to see the doctor. I still have to pay up to $3 for my medicines. Where would I be? And I know I can't afford medicines that cost $100. You know, where would I be? So I, I would be highly ticked off. I mean, I, I I don't know what would happen if we got rid of Medicare. I don't know what would happen if we got rid of Medicare. I mean, the, the, the world would be terrible because, I mean, basically you can just see people who have cancer and they don't have, they can't afford insurance, so they have Medicaid. I mean, Medicaid, I mean, I don't wish death on anyone, but it, you'll see a lot of more people dying at an early age. You'll see a lot of more people having more complications and then dying because they can't afford their medicine. They can't afford to go to the doctor. I mean, it wouldn't be a good look at all. With the health care bill being in place, though, to substitute for uh, Medicare or Medicaid, um, would that be sufficient enough? Could we let, let me just let me get off that for a minute. Could we live in a system now? You know, in, in the world we live in today, could we live without money? Is it even possible to go back to a a, a barter and trade system? Heck no. Heck no. And, I mean, my reason for saying it because, I mean, it's, it's been this way for, I mean, you can't go back to way, way back in the day, but when things changed, I mean, who could live without, who, you think about you going to the mom and pop store, getting stuff on credit. You think about how would you go fill your car with gas? How would you buy a car? How would you do this? How would you do that without money? It doesn't matter how it's funded. You know, I mean, how things are given. Could you survive? No, could you go buy a house? Could you go buy your kids clothes? No. I mean, without working for it, and then it's no guarantee that what you work for, you're going to get paid for your work. You know, we can't go back to living, making you know a hundred dollars to feed a family of six. Can you go back to that? Heck, no. I, you know, I, it, it'll take some real thought. I'm, I'm very curious to hear what the author has to say about this because, um. He made some good pointers in his book. You can check the book out on Blurb.com. You have to put in the um, author, Larnell Toms, and it, it'll take you right to it. I'm sure we'll have a link to it a little bit later. But um, I don't know either. I, I mean, I don't know how we would get by without the money, you know, to represent the things as, as they do today. Um, you know, I'm, I'm dumbfounded on it. I don't know. What I do know is we have to get to a point where we're, we're totally dependent upon us and not the government because eventually right. what will happen is that, a lot of these programs that we're living with today, we're going to have to live without because the money is spread so thin today. We waste so mm-hmm. much of and uh, we give so much of it away. And, you know, I don't know where we're going to come or what's going to happen or what's going to go first. So, you know, it's just curious to me to to know what the government has in store, you know, what, or what's Sorry, in store. Sorry, you hear my kids in the background. Oh, they're good, man. They're good. I love to hear kids in the background. <laughs> Speaking of kids, I got one more thing I want to ask you about. Dwayne Wade, I don't know if you saw this on 
on my Facebook page or you saw the news, but uh, Dwayne Wade came out with the letter and uh, he expressed why he was so happy being, you know, he just got awarded custody of his kids, you know, his two boys, from what I understand, I guess his two boys. And uh, he was expressing how important it is to be a single black father or how important it is to be a father saying that, you know, all kids need their parents today. And he really went in in this letter. I mean, I don't know if it's all, but what do, what do you think about that? I mean, well, you know what, and it's funny that you brought it because I looked at, um, I was looking at ES, ES, uh, ESPN2 earlier, and they were showing how his mom was a crackhead. I mean, well, she was addicted to heroin. Um, she was strung out for, like, the first 25 years of his life. Wow. And the reason that she was strung out was, well, she knows her, his sister was only, he was four, and his sister was nine, but she was raising him. Because his mom was strung out well, the sister tricked him and made him go stay with his dad. And he was saying that without his dad being there, he would have been the subject to, you know, selling drugs, being a drug dealer, gang banging or whatever. But he was happy. You know, he still loved his mom because that's his mom. She brought him into the world. But he was saying that he was happy because his father was there to take care of him and to show him how to be a man. And I think... Whether you're a single parent, whether you have children or not, being a father, especially a black father, is an awesome thing. People take for granted their kids. I mean, I went to McDonald's yesterday. My husband went to a race with his friends, so that was all good. But I took my sons, my younger two sons, to McDonald's yesterday, and I saw four black fathers by themselves with their kids. And I smiled because you very seldom see that, fathers taking time to be with their kids. And it doesn't matter that they were at McDonald's and they were spending time with them by them playing because kids still need to go out and enjoy themselves too. But black fathers aren't there, so I commend him for being a single black father. It doesn't matter if he had the money or not. He's still stepping up to the plate to show his children how to be men, his boys, and showing them what they need and instilling things in them for life. Is it that rare, do you think, in, in the black community, is it that rare for fathers to be present? It is. It's very rare, but I'm noticing that it's not just it's, – it's more in the black community, but I'm noticing that it's, it's white fathers that's not present, it's Hispanic fathers, it's Chinese fathers. You know, I, I see this because of where I work at, it's, it's a poor community. Um, it's a poor city, too, but I see a lot of kids come in without fathers. And a father – my, I have two dads, and I don't I don't say stepdad or anything like that because both of them were in my life from a certain right. And I mean, and I I mean, my dad he said stuff to me back in the day that made me think like, okay, it's time to keep it real. It's it's time to to face reality, but because this is what it's going to be. But my dad taught me you don't depend on no man to take care of you. You don't. If you're married, that's fine. Y'all compromise. Y'all do what y'all have to do, but. At 14, I learned how to change oil on a car, rotate the tires and everything like that, and I, I kept that with me. Wash a car. I didn't wait for no boyfriend or my husband to wash my car. I don't do it now. I'll get out and do it because it was instilled in me at an early age. But both of my dads put stuff and taught me stuff that I'm so grateful for. Keisha. Because, huh? Your dad showed you how to rotate tires as at 14, because, but, well, me, because, I, I mean, I had four brothers. We, I was the only girl. So 
I did the things the boys did. When they went outside to play football, I played football. If they rode dirt bikes and go-karts, I rode dirt bikes and go-karts. <laughs> but when it came down to my dad washing the car, yeah. that just thrilled me. And I mean, it didn't matter which one. It was, was it my one dad or my other dad. It didn't matter. So when he went to go change a tire, I was like, what are you doing? He was like, change a tire. You want to learn? Sure. <laughs> okay, well, this is what you do. And I was right there doing it. And to this day, if I had a flat tire, which I had one on my truck, and I have a Navigator, and that's a big truck. I got right out, changed the tire, me and my son. He was like, Mommy, you're going to do it by yourself? Who's going to help me? <laughs> I don't see anybody. We're, we're on, on 264 going to Raleigh. It's nobody here to help us. So I have to do what I have to do because we have a destination we're trying to get to. Man, shout out to your pops for that. You know what? Your pops made the B.I.G. moment of the day in the KRRP radio show because I don't know too many men out there or showing their kids how to change tires, more or less anything else. So, man, that, I, I think that's a beautiful thing, personally, you know what I mean? So, you know, I give much, y'all give your pops much love for that because, you know, right now you're still, he is still something in you that you can use forever. And, you know, I think right. it's great. So, you know, much love yeah, to you. It is. You need to give your pops a big shout-out right now, man, and replay it back to him on the show. Give it to him. Go ahead. You're on the line. I'm giving a big shout-out to Darnell Thompson and Bill Oates for showing me the correct way throughout life, and they're still showing me the correct way. Now that I'm 35 years old, they're still doing it. So I'm grateful, and I'm happy to call both of them my dad. There it is right there, man. Keisha broke toes and all. Showing love. <laughs> 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 Yo, Keisha, you got any more shout-outs? I got to go to commercial, baby. No, I'm giving you a shout-out, as always, P. Yeah, B.I.G. in my book, man. Keisha, I appreciate you coming on the show. 619-638-8559 is the number. WMMG, home of the KRRP radio show. If you want to hit us up online, because I know y'all watching the game, so, you know, turn the game down like we got in the studio over here. Turn up your computers. Log on to KRRPRadioShow.com. Also hit us up on Facebook if you want to just, maybe you want to just chat. You just want to drop us a line or something. So hit us up on the Facebook. That's Facebook.com slash KRRP Radio Show on Twitter at symbol KRRP Radio Show at symbol NC Pudgy. Y'all know how we do it, man. We try to do it big and we keep it live. So I appreciate everybody for listening to the show. Coming right back after this commercial, man. Shout out to all the fathers out there. Shout out to my man D Wade, baby. Hope you get that W tonight just because you wrote that letter. Let's go. full of old junk at least you think it's old junk how about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time well if you do make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away again that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington North Carolina Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates sterling old furniture pottery signs old toys and etc 
Faulkner's Antiques. They specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336 336- Two one four six four two seven. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. We're in warfare, and Jesus Christ is looking for warriors that are willing to fight. We need to leverage our political power and our political interests in both parties. We have the opportunity to talk about how our values work, because when they're put in place, when we govern according to those values, they work. If anybody is going to take on Mr. When you push in abortion upon a population, you ask yourself, who's pushing it? Democrats cannot win without the black vote. The Jesse Jackson era is over. Conservatism is neither white nor black. It's what's right. It's what's good. Our community is everyone. This is a kingdom of God movement. When I was in inner city, pastoring, what I saw was the Democratic Party making the inner city at that time a social wasteland. Maybe it's you who needs to decide that you want something different and stop waiting for a politician to hand that to you. We are serious about the mission that we have for the Frederick Douglass Foundation, and we stand on three basic colors, and we don't apologize for it, but we are devoted Christians, first and foremost. We are proud black Americans. And Active Republicans. There are two issues that are facing our nation today that we don't uh, allow anybody, if they want to get our support, you life and you believe marriage is composed of one man and one woman at one time. We may not be the organization for you, and that's okay. We're not changing who we are. <laughs> they won't mention, that's why I said, when I tell a lot of people that even, even Republicans, they say, wow, we didn't know that. They didn't know that the vice chair of the North Carolina Republican Party. This black man named Dr. Timothy Johnson. Timothy Johnson is also the national cha- chairman and founder of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. They don't, they don't mention that the KKK was a terrorist arm of the Democratic Party. They just talk about what they did to blacks, but they failed to mention. They forget that one little detail. And, they, and, they, and another thing they won't tell you is that from 1929 to 1974, North Carolina had a eugenics board, and they passed the Sterilization Act, which they forcibly sterilized 7,600 people, some of them were young, 10 years old. They don't, they don't mention that Democrats were doing that. Listening to WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show, baby. We are now 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you. If you want more information about KIRP radio show, hit us up online. You can visit the website at www.kirpradioshow.com. Again, that's www.kirpradioshow.com. If, if you're logging online and you're on some social sites, 
make sure you hit us up and like our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KRRP Radio Show. Add yourself to the page. You can leave a comment. You can talk about the topics, and we'll try our best to get them all and read them off on the show. And if you're also on Twitter, send us a tweet at symbol KRRP Radio Show, and you can hit up the host, and that's me, that's Pudgy, at symbol NC Pudgy. Like I said, we are now over one. 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you, baby. We started out November 28, 2010, and now we're taking it through 2011 and beyond. We are the KIRP Radio Show, and if you don't know what that stands for, that's keeping it real with Pudgy, baby. If you want more information about emailing or you want information about advertising or you want to know where we're going to be here and there, hit us up, Radio at gmail.com or WMMG. 500 at gmail.com and someone will get back to you as soon as possible. Like I said, it's all because of you, baby. 100,000 listeners strong and we're going on from here. I appreciate you and one love. RP Radio Show, and we are back this afternoon, this evening. Shout out to everybody who listened to the show, man. I appreciate you guys for rocking with us. I know it's the NBA Finals. From what I understand, it just might be over. Folks are saying that uh, Miami can pretty much hang it up, but, you know, it's not a sports show. We're not talking about sports. You know, we used to do a sports segment. We will have a sports segment come back, you know, once we get a sports broadcaster, but, you know, it is what it is. So got to give a special shout out to my man over there, Tim Johnson. Timothy Johnson, this is a, uh, man, I, I don't even know where to start about, you know, talking about or or glorifying or holding my man Tim Johnson down, who uh, who is no longer the GOP vice chair of North Carolina or the North Carolina GOP vice chair. Um, Tim Johnson, founder, creator, uh, one of three, actually. Dean Nelson, shout out to Dean Nelson, my man, and uh, Troy Rawlings. Shout out to all three of those guys who started the Frederick Douglass Foundation International. Um, but my man, Tim Johnson, VP of the GOP in North Carolina. Let me just say this, right? Even though he lost in the voting, you know, he's no longer the GOP vice chair. You know, let me make that real clear. Um, even though he lost, I have to say that that doesn't take anything away from what he has done, the mountains that he's climbed, the people that he put together, and uh, the places he's been and to speak to. Um, and it, this is coming directly from me, man. No, nobody put me up to say what I want to say on my show. Remember, this is keeping it real with Pudgy, so I, I pretty much say what I want to say. And uh, you guys know, I, as I still may be a registered Democrat, you guys know how I feel about the Republican Party. You know I love the history of the Republican Party, and I support the foundation for which it stands. Um, I'll be real clear in saying that I don't support all the people within the party because for me it's not a party thing at all. It's not about the Democrats. It's not about the Republicans. It's not about independents. Um, but it is about independents. 
It is about understanding, and it's definitely about the history. Um, no matter what anyone says, you cannot take away what the Republican Party has done for people of color, or what they have done for all people. Um, the history speaks for itself, folks. So, you know, whether you like it or not, I hate to use the term so much, but really it is what it is. So, you know, speaking on behalf of my man, Tim Johnson, not on behalf of my man, Tim Johnson, but speaking about my man, Tim Johnson, Timothy Johnson, I, I got to say to you, Tim, I want to tell you to keep your head up, my brother. And I want to ask that you continue going here and there, continue spreading the message, continue enlightening people about what is really true instead of all the false things that are out there, especially politically speaking. Um, I think that you're a wonderful person. I definitely appreciate all you have done. I appreciate the numerous times we've had conversations and meetings here and there and, and have drove together. And, man, all I can say, you, you are you are one extraordinary person. I appreciate all you do, and I definitely appreciate all the love that you show. There's There's no vote or no position with any party or any organization throughout the United States that can really explain or that could really give the proper um let's say the proper the props that you deserve you know we keep it real over here so i'm gonna say there's no organization that can really give you the props so there's no one that can really come online on air or any platform and really give you the props that you deserve i say and i know there are thousands of other people out there that say that you've done something wonderful something that has not been done you've crossed the party lines you've crossed the racial barriers you brought people to, to tables that normally wouldn't be at the same table to talk about some things that most folks are scared to talk about. Um, I want to say that you helped inspire me to create this show, um, and, I, and I appreciate that. You know what I mean? I appreciate the things that you've done. I have to be honest and say that a lot of things that you do have inspired me to say the things that I say. Um, I've always been mouthy. You know what I mean? I've always spoken what was on my mind and for, for what I feel. You know, I've always researched things for the most part, maybe not as extensive as I should have, but I've pretty much always researched things and I feel a certain way about some of the outrage that we cry about, the fake outrage that we hear about and that we cry about. So, you know, I just want to give you your props, man, and I want to say that I appreciate all you do and all the things that you've done. And, and you know, I just want to say keep your head up, man, and continue on, you know. Uh, what you do with the Frederick Douglass Foundation, in which I'm a member of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, what you do with that foundation, you and others like you, is second to none. I don't feel like there's no organ there's another organization out there that really get in depth with political candidates, that really get in depth in the communities, that really go and they speak what's on their mind and what's real. We don't get enough of what's real in today's society. We don't get enough of what's real, what's really going on in the economy. Um, let's just face it, man. You you've been you've been a hell of a guy and a hell of a patron and a hell of an American. And, and you know, on the behalf of all the people that support you and even those that don't support you, because a lot of people they probably voted against you and or or have this and that to say based on maybe a, a blog or maybe you know something that a rumor or maybe some of those uh, uh, emails, those secret emails that get sent out. So, you know, I mean, I just got to say I, I appreciate all you do despite all the hatred that you get your way. You know, too many times we use the word hate, but, you know, I, I'll be I'll be the first to say that in your case, 
and a lot of people that are against you is is nothing but pure hate. And and what do they hate? I don't know. I guess they hate right because from where I stand, what you speak is right and is needed. So you know, shout out to Timothy Johnson. You know, founder of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, chairman of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, and shout out to my man Dean Nelson, also Troy Rawlings. And everybody else and anybody else that supports the Frederick Douglass Foundation. And, you know, you guys always have a home here. You know, you always got a platform here to say what needs to be said to the people. Um, like I said before, we're sitting on right about 140,000 listeners strong. And that's quite the accomplishment for a radio station that started from nothing. Or a radio show that started from nothing that chose to speak or go against the grain and speak for right. So I definitely want to give you, you know, give you your love on that, give you some props on that, and, uh, you know, let you guys know that you you always got a friend here on the KRRP radio show. But um, for you folks who are just logging in, I see a lot of folks are logging in late, probably still watching the game. 619-638-8559 is the number. You can log on to krrpradioshow.com, and that's the website. Hope you can log on there and you can listen to the show from there and uh, watch the game at the same time. You know, turn the game down, turn the volume up. And listen to what we got to say, because just here in a couple minutes, actually in about five minutes or before, we, we got our special guest that we're bringing on the show, um, Larnell Toms, author of A Free World Order, or of the book Free World Order, a conceptual book of a world without money. Uh, Mr. Larnell Toms, who I told you before, uh, he and his brother do some extraordinary things also in the community, and they do some some wonderful things for some wonderful people out there that are in need. Um, anyone that listens to this show know for a fact that I don't support everybody getting something for nothing. I definitely support hard work, but I also know that there's people out there who need an extra push. There are people out there who need a helping hand, and uh, I think this author, this this gentleman and, and his brother, you know, who run their charity together, or their nonprofit, I won't say their charity, their nonprofit, I think they understand that also. These gentlemen, they work hard. And uh, for what they do as a professional, you know, they have some very, very extremely valuable time. Their time is worth a lot of money, a lot of money. So you folks out there that say, hey, they're doing this for a buck or they're doing this for a glorified whatever, it's definitely not that kind of party. These gentlemen, they go out, they, they take their own valuable time, they fix these computers, and they teach computer understanding to Anyone who wants to learn, I, I think for the most part, they teach it to most minorities. They they reconstruct and they build computers and they donate them. Like I said before, they will not take your money at all. They don't want your money. So if you if you got money that you want to donate to this charity that Mr. Thomas is going to talk about here, I hope, in the next few minutes, uh, along with he's going to speak about his book, you know, we're definitely going to get real knee-deep into his book because this is a, it's, it's, it's an amazing book. It's an amazing piece that he put together. But uh, they're going to talk about Oh, he's going to talk about his charity or his nonprofit and let you guys know exactly what they do and why they do it. So I'm going to go to a commercial break and I'll come back. When I come back, I'll be on with author of Free World Order, a conceptual book of a world without money, Mr. Larnell Toms. And also, um, we're just going to say an extraordinary guy. So <laughs> we'll be right back with the author, Larnell Toms. You know what they say about me? They say I don't know what
Messing up in this winter Is the snow just getting on your last daggone nerves Are you cold and you gotta put on a snuggie in the house? That's not comfortable No, it's not comfortable Are you a grown man wearing your wife's footies? Are they pink? Are you scared to go check your mailbox with your wife's footies on And as cold as it is inside As it is outside? Well, I'll tell you what you do If you're looking for a friend Contact Riley Heating and Cooling if your ductwork needs a facelift, Riley Heating and Cooling will facelift your ductwork. Are you getting the most for your dollar? If you're not, Riley Heating and Cooling will make sure you get the most for your dollar. Ask about their five-point inspection service. They have trained professionals that offers 25 years of experience. To contact Riley Heating and Cooling, call 336-263-5111. Again, that's 336 336- Two six three five one one one, and you'll find a friend at Riley Heating and Cooling. Hey, it's, if it's Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. The Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. starring your host, Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host act right. My man holds it down. The purely poetic late night Mike poetry show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic. Welcome back to the KRRP Radio Show. We're going to be talking with uh, Mr. Larnell Toms here. We'll bring him on the air. We'll talk about this book that he wrote. And we'll talk about some other things. And, you know, we're going to get real neat deep into it. You know what I mean, folks? So you need to buckle your seats. Get ready. I wish I had some trumpets so we can go dun 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 But uh, forget all that, man. We keep it real on this show. Larnell, what's up, baby? You on the line? I'm I'm good. Can you can still hear me good? Man, I I hear you absolutely wonderful, my brother. How are you today? Doing great. Have a little bit of background noise, so let me know if it gets too much. You know what? If it's kids, we can deal with it. Any kind of background noise, we can rock with it, man. That's just how we do on this show. We're not politically correct. We're just direct. <laughs> okay, direct. I you like know, that. Yeah, it's, it's 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 real life. You know, a lot of times, you know, people you go on these shows and. They want to make it all bougie, man. It is what it is. This is real life, and these are the things that we're talking about on the show. And 
for good or bad, here we are. So, you know, I'll just, just give the people a little bit and let them know who you are and what you do, and, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Okay, okay. real quick, uh, Lonel Toms, uh, originally from Washington, D.C., Northwest. Uh, was out here in uh, Wilson, North Carolina now. Uh, took this up as our community. Uh, I say our because we have a company, a nonprofit here in this community. Uh, served in the United States Army uh, over in Iraq. I did a tour over there in 2003. I was in for uh, six years, got out as a staff sergeant. Uh, currently, I'm the CEO of a nonprofit organization, the Tom's Family uh, Company, that's uh, located here in Wilson. Also, I work for a banking corporation. I'm a computer programmer there, and uh, now I'm an author. Also, that's a that's a that that was a real quick and uh, real wide. And, and, that, <laughs> and that's all under thirty. So <laughs> I hear that. See, that's what we like right there. That that goes to show that. No matter where you're from and what you do, anything is possible, man. You just got to believe in yourself. And and I definitely believe in myself, and I, I can see that you do. What an impressive resume. Um, I just want to ask you, I want to start out by asking you about the Army. What what made you decide to go into the Army? It seems like uh, more, less and less people or, or kids, I'll say, are, are coming out of high school and, and choosing to serve for the United States military. So, you know, maybe you can uh, shine some light on what made you go, and maybe that can inspire or make someone change their mind about going. I don't know. So, you know, what made you go into the Army? Oh, oh man, ever since uh, 10th grade, that was the mindset. It was uh, it was always the focus. Um, really, it wasn't, I wouldn't say right or wrong reasons. Uh, I planned on doing 20 years as soon as I got in. I, I just thought of the military, the structure, the leadership, the guidance, everything that that uh, involves the military, it seems always to uh, have great outcomes. So I thought that that would be a great way to uh, move towards my future. Uh, but once you get in, it's something different, you know. Mm-hmm. Hands in the pot get. <laughs> was it was it different from what you – did you, you do ROTC in school? I, I didn't do ROTC. Uh, I did a, a delayed entry program, mm-hmm. uh, which was much geared towards helping other kids uh, join the military with me. And go through some of the same motions as ROTC. Okay, so how how was it different from you know once you got in? What was what was one of the things that stands out in your mind that say you know hey man I didn't expect this you know? There's no individuality at all. You you can't be you. You wow. you can be a shell of you and do exactly what you say, uh, do exactly what you're told, and uh, whatever someone says you have to do. And uh, that just didn't gel with me too much. Yeah, I understand that. Were, were there a lot of people that that were around you that felt the same way, or were most people just quote unquote soldiers? A lot of people feel the same way, but uh, if you, you read in this book, chapter two, you'll see where a lot of people uh, feel the same way, but because of the security of their check on the first and fifteenth, they uh, decide to stay a soldier. Mm. That that's. Uh... That's pretty deep when you really think about it, that, you know, folks go into the military and they don't like it for the most part because I've encountered a lot of folks that have spent, you know, a career, frankly, in the military 20, 30 years, and then they get out, you know, saying that, hey, man, I I wish I had never went, but I made the best of it. So I I think that's pretty in-depth, you know, to think about you doing something that you don't like. But it seems that it happens in in everyday society as well. So how is that different? Like, you, you know, you have the military on one hand and you're making a check, 
but we also do some of the same things out here in uh, civilian society where we go to work and we just don't like it. Well, it, it all depends on your on your passion and, and, and what you are and who you are. I, I equate any job title that you hold that you're not passionate about, if that's not part of your life, it's, it's really like it's prostitution. If you think about it, if you're doing something just for a check, not because it's your passion and what you want to do, you're selling yourself mm. to someone else. That's what I equate it to. I've never heard it equated to prostitution, but that that's that's a different angle. Like, what what made you equate it to prostitution? I mean, I heard what you just said, but that's different. I mean, when did you come about that? That that, that sounds like it's something that you thought of before, and that you. Started... I mean, it's it's just the 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 description of prostitution that selling selling yourself, selling your goods yourself for money, not because you want to before they need the money. A lot of people work just for they need the money, not because that's their passion. Imagine you spending 20 years of your life doing something that you don't like to do, but mm-hmm. because you get paid a certain amount, you do it. Yeah. Does that even sound right? Not at all. Not not the least little but bit. But a lot of people do it. People yeah. live their life every day. Well, if you if you could speak to, you know, let's say we had 100, 100 soldiers right here, small amount, 100 soldiers listening to the show, and uh, none of them like being in the military, but they are in it. You know, they're in it for the next, let's say, two years. What kind of advice could you give those soldiers saying, you know, what they should do, what the next step of their life should be, and, and how they would go about it? Oh, man. Uh, first of all, I don't tell anybody what they should do. Yeah, you live your life the way you want to. But the only thing I can give you is a scenario of this. If you were to die today, would you be happy the way you lived your life? If you were happy, if you are happy the way you lived your life, then keep doing what you're doing. If you aren't happy the way you're living your life, make your change. That's the only thing I put out on the table towards them. Sure. What what kind what kind of steps you know when you first got out of the military? Um, was it easy to find a job? I mean, were there any kind of special steps that you had to take that just weren't talked about among soldiers or or period? Is there anything that, that you were totally blind towards when you got out of the military that you had to prepare for? Oh, uh, I had a, a good uh, mindset of where I thought things would be. I, I knew uh, as soon as I made the decision that, hey, I'm not going to do 20 years, I decided to say education, education, education. Go to those night classes, go to those online classes, uh, and and really look at the position that you want, see what the criteria is that you need to uh, fulfill, and then go out there and make it happen. So if if the, if one of the criteria for a position says that you need a certain program and experience, go get that program and experience. I was fortunate to get to do it on the military's down. Right. That's it. And uh, it, rightfully so. I mean, you know, when you <laughs> you serve in Uncle Sam's army, um, protectors of the world, I'll say, not even only protectors of America, but you guys seem to be protectors of the world. So I, I thank you and I commend you, man, because a lot of people talk about it, including myself. I've never been, so we talk about it and we have a, a very opinionated mindset about how the military should be and what should be done. But, you know, frankly, if you haven't been in, it's hard to really walk in that man's shoes who, or that woman's shoes who have been in and are going through it, you know, at this current time. So, you know, I commend you, man, well, and shout well, out for that. 
Well, I do want to say uh, I know it's a lot of soldiers out there still fighting, still uh, doing the daily grind, doing what they have to do, uh, regardless of what I think anyone should do. I support them 100%. Go out there and uh, do what you got to do. No doubt about that. Same here. As, uh, you know, we've had a few military topics that we talked about, and, I, and I'm always saying something about Uncle Sam because I just don't, you know, I'll be real with you, man. I, I don't think that the soldiers are treated any troop. I don't think they're treated with the due respect that they reserve. I mean, when you put your life on the line for someone, whether you want to do it or not, when you do it for a country who always has something to say about it or always has something negative or positive to say, I think you guys deserve uh, to be treated like kings, if you will. And uh, on, on many well, levels, it's not happening. It's not even that. It's that uh, just just give give us our just deserves. You know, I mean, a lot of people are sitting there watching the basketball game right now and not knowing that the people that they don't even see playing, they're sitting on the bench, they don't even come in second string, third string, they're not even suited up. Those guys still make half a million dollars just sitting there. And you're telling me that, a soldier that's going out there fighting, defending our country, makes what twenty five thousand a year, twenty five twenty seven. Yeah. Um, good soldier, thirty five forty seven thousand. I mean, unless you're an officer, then you get paid a little bit more. But uh, so I stay within that range. So I mean, look at America, man. Look how how we treat our heroes, and then look how we treat our villains. Mm. Which one would you rather be? You know. You're right about a little bit more, but you, you know what? Even even taking it to another level, if you look at some of and majority of the elected officials, I mean, what they make and the pension that they get, you know, after exactly. I don't see the comparison, frankly. I, I I don't I don't get it. I don't understand why. What what is a soldier's just do, Larnell, in your mind? A soldier's just do. I don't know. Can you put a price on life? Uh, like I said, I, I don't have all the answers, but but what kind of price could you put on someone's life that they're defending this country for? You know, I mean, we have all of these salaries. How how you make up the salary of the president of the United States of America? How do you make up the salary of that person that's sitting there on the bench? You know, what what would we make up? What what kind of uh attributes would we pull to the side to say these soldiers deserve this much based on these attributes? You know. Yeah, I, I don't know the, the price of it, but it's more than twenty five thousand, man. I, I I agree with you there. I don't I don't think twenty five thousand is sufficient at all. And um, I don't I mean, where do we go? How did you feel about when the military was gonna? Uh, I don't think they were gonna ever shut down, but when they were talking about delaying payments of folks that oh, you know. Oh man, I I didn't believe it. I said I have to see it to believe it because. You can't just stop operations, and really, we're talking about money. And when we get into this book, I mean, we we can't let money be our start and stoppages of what we do. But I I just knew it wasn't going to happen because it 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 wasn't about right or wrong. I mean, it's just not good to do that. Having the soldiers in a situation where they're overseas and you cut off funding to the people back home, to their, their wives, their, their spouses, their kids, their children going to school and trying to uh, fulfill their duties in the community. When you talk about breaking them down, really breaking down everything else and everyone else. I thought it was highly disrespectful to even bring that about, to even bring it up, to even have it put out there. It's like 
it's like going to your mom's house and going to a, a, a cursing rampage. You know what I mean? You, it's just some things you just don't do because you just don't do it. It's just not right. And um, I, I man, I, I thought it was despicable personally, brother. I don't, I don't understand why. If I was the president or if I was anybody in power that had control of this situation, how is this allowed in a, in a society like today? You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why it was even. Why it even came to pass that it was in the conversation? Why it was even on the forefront? And and I think a lot of that was driven by the by the media. I mean, uh, if you look at the reality of the situation, you know, I know, there's no way in the world they're going to do that type of stoppage. So I mean, with the media sensationalizing it, it, it seems like I know they have stopped people now. Still, uh, soldiers all the time have soldiers that are friends still, and I know that. They saw that uh, that half paycheck that they normally get on the 15th. They saw all zeros, and and I'm telling you, they went how Jay Z said they went ham. They was going crazy. <laughs> yes, so, sir. They got that money to them. ASAP. ASAP. You better believe that. Let Let me ask you this, man. You you were in a did you leave Did you go into the military out of Wilson? I I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Were Were you living in Wilson, North Carolina, when you when you left to go into basic training? Yes. Yeah, left right out of uh, Raleigh. Okay, so when when you got did you you were you said 2008, so you were in Iraq, right? I was in, in Iraq in 2003. Wow. When it first jumped off, before they had the now they got the clubs there now they got a Taco Bell, KFC, all of that <laughs> stuff. When we got there, it was dirt. It was dirt. That was Nothing. it. What was it like? When you got off that plane, and I'm, I'm sure you saw maybe out the windows of the plane. I don't, I don't know how it goes down, but what was it like when you hit the ground in Iraq, my brother, coming from Wilson, North Carolina, or from anywhere in the states for that matter? But what, what, what went through your mind when this, when you first touched ground? I was like, it's on. That, that's all I thought. All of that training, all that hard work, yeah. everything you put in. It's like all the practice you did. Now it's game time. Now it's time for you to get out there and show what you really learned. And uh, luckily, I came back alive. Amen on that, my brother. I'm glad you came back alive too. And uh, you know, I, I I commend all the folks that that lost their lives and their families. My heart goes out to you all. I don't know what it feels like. I did lose a couple friends over there, and uh, there, there are several <laughs> people that I haven't heard from anymore. And you know, due to moving several times and this, that, and the other, but. Man, I I can't express the sympathy that I have for those folks who lost their lives over there. You can't, I can't give them that just due. But you know, like I said, my heart goes out to them, and shout out to all their families out there. But you know, being in a place like Iraq, I can't even, I I can't imagine how it was. What what was it like on a daily basis? I mean, when you went to sleep, just just give us a a, a little bit of how it was. Eighteen hour days of work, and this is not work. I'm in an air conditioning. This is yeah, outside. Sometimes it was over 120 degrees, and you have on your equipment uh, doing fights, if you will, uh, not knowing who the enemy is. You know how you go to your Walmart now and you just walk around and there's people walking everywhere? Imagine walking uh, downtown somewhere in Iraq. Everyone has guns on their back, and you don't know who is just a civilian and who's ready to shoot you, you know? Imagine uh, going there ill-prepared. We didn't have doors on our Humvees. Wow. We're sitting there hanging out the window. We're hanging out the windows with them throwing rocks, spitting on us, could shoot at us, like like just pop-up targets. We pop up, they can pop us if they want to. This is, I mean, I don't want to give anyone the impression that we went to war ready. We went to war, half our materials still back here in the U.S., 
not know every day when we got a sheet coming down telling us what to do, we did not know what to do next. Every day it was a different mission. I mean, and they had us all outside of our our job titles. I was in transportation. They had me kicking in doors, trying to find people, trying to arrest people, shooting, trying to shoot people, things like that. So just uncharacteristic, unorganized. And the the reality of it is, is they got away with it. Look look at where we are right now. That was 2003. They yeah. got away with it. A lot of people got away scot-free, and our, our politicians, our government, this this unjust war. How do we as Americans let that happen? No one stands up. Wow. Uh, right on that note, man, I, I'm, I'm going to go to a break, and we'll come back, and I want to ask you a little bit about the charity, I mean, your uh, nonprofit and I really want you to get in depth about your nonprofit because I, I think that this should be something that should be out in the forefront. So uh, we're going to go to a commercial here and we'll come right back. I'm on the air with Lonell Toms, author, soldier, humanitarian in my mind, uh, CEO, you name it, man. The man does it all. Author of a book, Free World, I'm sorry, excuse me, Free World Order, a conceptual book of a world without money, folks, without money. We'll be right back. You're listening to WMMG. Home of the KRRP Radio Show. Messing up in this winter Is the snow just getting on your last daggone nerves Are you cold and you gotta put on a snuggie in the house? That's not comfortable No, it's not comfortable Are you a grown man wearing your wife's footies? Are they pink? You scared to go check your mailbox with your wife's footies on And as cold as it is inside As it is outside? Well, I'll tell you what you do If you're looking for a friend Contact Riley Heating and Cooling if your ductwork needs a facelift, Riley Heating and Cooling will facelift your ductwork. Are you getting the most for your dollar? If you're not, Riley Heating and Cooling will make sure you get the most for your dollar. Ask about their five-point inspection service. They have trained professionals that offers 25 years of experience. To contact Riley Heating and Cooling, call 336-263-5111. Again, that's 336-263-5111. 5111 and you'll find a friend at Riley Heating and Cooling. Hey, it's, if it's Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. and you got nothing to do, I want you to make some time. Grab your slippers, 
get your robe on, get some comfortable clothes on, leave your rollers in your hair, and get cozy, real cozy, with a drink in your computer. If you've ever been to a coffee shop before, this is a coffee shop you've never seen before right in the comfort of your own home. Late Night Mike, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m., starring your host, Katrina Watkins, poet extraordinaire, and the host, Act Right, my man, holds it down for purely poetic Late Night Mike poetry show. Hey, if you wanted some good poetry in your life, make sure you log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purely dash poetic. Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques. 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques. 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. Welcome back to the KIRP Radio Show. Y'all know what time it is, man. We do it every Sunday, same time, same place. Glad you guys can make it and lock in with me. I appreciate the love that you showed me. Everybody to the show, you are B-I-G in my book, and I appreciate you all listening to the show every Sunday coming through, showing us that love that you always do. There are a lot of people on the line, but we are on the air with author Larnell Toms, author of a book, Free World Order, a conceptual book of a world without money. And uh, he's really been going in, man. This guy has an extraordinary resume. He's been a soldier. He's a programmer. He does it all, man. So, you know, we're talking about some things that he's went through. Uh, right about now, we're going to go back on the line with him. We're going to talk about his charity. Um, I'm sorry, his nonprofit. I don't know what in the world is making me keep saying charity, mainly because the man does it for free. <laughs> Absolutely for free. So when I, I equate charity to free, even though that's not the truth most of the time. And, and Larnell, you can definitely back me up on that. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let, let me get into it, if you don't mind. Uh, the Tom's Family Company. Tom's Family Company, we started this up three years ago, just just me and my brother. Uh, I have a twin brother, Darnell Tom's. Uh, currently, he's the manager of the Barnes Project, a singing group in, uh, out of Lewisburg, North Carolina. Twitter them, Facebook, they're there. Sorry about that plug, Pudge. Nah, but, do uh, that. We do that. plug the show, brother. We definitely do plug. So let the folks know where they can reach him at, if you will, once again. Uh, uh, Darnell Toms, he's the manager of the Barnes Project, their gospel singing group. You got to look out for them guys, YouTube them, the Barnes Project. 
You can find them on YouTube. You can like them on Facebook. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter. Uh, uh, they're a gospel group, amazing, amazing group. If you listen to these guys, I guarantee you it's not about worth your money. Listening to them is worth your time. So go and check them out if you get a chance. They're all over the web, the Barnes Project. The time Back to the nonprofit. Yeah, tell us about that. Back to the non the nonprofit. And we call it a nonprofit, but you see all of these groups in here. Well, before I get into that, what we do is simple. We take donated computers and computer parts, we fix them up, and we give them to kids here in Wilson between the ages of 4 and 15. It's that simple. Uh, the way we get donations, a lot of people will call us up. They'll see the website. It's all word of mouth. We don't want to grow too big too fast, but we've been doing it for the past three years here in uh, Wilson, uh, also in Raleigh and uh, the surrounding areas here in eastern North Carolina. And when we say nonprofit, it's a true nonprofit. You see these mentoring groups out here, and a lot of these groups, they call themselves nonprofit. And they go out here, they get these government uh, grants. They take the grants. They spend a certain percentage on the kids, and the next thing you know, they take the rest of the percentage, and you see them in their BMWs, you see them in their Benzes, check their house compared to the kids they're helping homes. Their house is twice as big as the kids that they're helping house is. Is that a nonprofit to you? We don't don't define our nonprofit that way. Nonprofit means we don't touch a dime. You couldn't give me a dollar for our nonprofit organization because I wouldn't take it. And uh, nobody on the staff would take it. I tried. We take, we, we, take, <laughs> we take our time, our money, our gas. You could check our taxes. Tom's Family Company. That's a nine nine zero document that we file with the IRS every year. Check it. You see zeros up there. Well, we Man. haven't touched one down. I love it. And this is, and we help the direct. We help directly towards the kids. We take those parts, we fix them up, we give them to kids, we put uh, different programs up there. If your kid need, has issues with math, we put math programs up there. Uh, the smaller kids get uh, ABC learning programs, uh, Spanish to English translation programs, just uh, any programs you could think of, the 50 states, uh, social studies programs, math, science, reading, all of that is up there and it's free. And we do that here in eastern North Carolina. Wow. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, if you don't mind, I'll go into how we got started with it. Yeah, yeah, please uh, please do. Okay. Uh, a couple of years, three years ago, I, I have a six-year-old daughter now, but she was three, and, uh, and I introduced her to uh, computers. I put a desktop computer in her room. Uh, I sat down with her just about every night, showed her what the mouse is, the keyboard is, how to turn it on, how to get on the Internet, and uh and she learned pretty quickly. We put her in these, uh, at the time she was in daycare, and she was advancing beyond all the other children. And they said, well, what are you doing with her? I said, well, we have her uh, just on a computer about every night. Just She thinks she's playing, but she's actually learning. So from from those actions, I said, well, why can't every kid have this opportunity? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a millionaire. I'm, I'm really not even a thousandaire if you're talking about six figures. <laughs> but, but, I, but so I can't just buy every kid a computer. But what I can do with uh, my master's degree in computer science, my brother has a, a master's degree in business, we said we sat down and we came up with this where we can help our kids get own computers and practice in their own homes. So you don't have to have the Internet. 
to experience having a computer and learning from that computer. Mm. Uh, like I said, we've done this for three years so far. The first year we had 19 kids we helped. Last year we had over 50. Uh, right now we are at 11 kids, and we're going to give a couple more computers out uh, later on this month. We also uh, help out churches. We uh, set up a computer lab, so if you have kids that aren't able to get on the Internet or, or don't have access to a computer, if you have a church and it's just starting up and you need that computer lab in there, we'll come in set up a couple computers with the programs up there and help you help your kids. All free, not one dollar, not one dime. It does not get any better than that. And that when I first learned about your um, your nonprofit, I, you know, I, I was going, man, this this dude is. I, I don't know where you guys got that from. Now I know, but I'm, I'm curious to know what the conversation was like when you. Now I, I like to go a little bit in depth, other than the overall idea of you know the premise of how you got started. I want to know when you and your brother sat down, right? When you when you sat down on the couch or at the table or maybe on the phone. What was the conversation like when you say, you know, we need to start up this thing? Or, or were there any other ideas before this one? Or, or what was that conversation like? Walk us through that, if you will. I'm not going to go into the inception of it, actually, because <laughs> it's a funny story, and I, I'll probably take up all the radio time talking about how we got to this idea yeah. about the business. Well, what I would tell you is, uh, like I said, my brother has a master's degree in, in business administration. Right. And, he worked for a lot of nonprofit organizations, and these organizations, uh, we felt, are cheating the kids that they're supposed to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should you should maximize your potential on the investment you get from the government by reaching out to as many kids as possible, and they weren't doing that. What they were doing were helping as little kids as possible and pocketing the money. So when we got a chance to run our own business, we, we said we're not going to have it that way. In our first year in, we won a humanitarian award in Wilson, North Carolina, for those actions that we've taken. But uh, we just don't want to run like these other nonprofits. We want to show you that you can do it. You may not be as big. You might not take over the whole world with your organization. But we think if we just take one kid, if we change one kid, one ripple, if we take that, that approach till we make that one ripple in time, we could change the world. And that's it. That's simple. You guys, you guys are are the definition of why I do this show. And from a, a lot of things that I talk about, you guys are, I can definitely say you define what I mean by you can take responsibility for your own self and you can change the world in your own hands. It does start with us, and, and you guys are definitely displaying that without a doubt. And you're doing it right. So, you know, I, my hat's off to you, my brother. I appreciate you guys for doing that. If no one ever tells you thank you, I tell you thank you. And, you know, I, I keep doing oh. what you do, man. Keep pushing. Well, and, and thank you for that. Well, like I said, we, we get it from these kids every day. Every time we see one of them uh, progressing, going to first grade, uh, advancing a little bit, and we know that we didn't give everything. We didn't do it all, but we know what little bit we did do helped out, and that's what means a lot. Well, what's some steps that some parents can do? Because there are a lot of people, you know, if folks think just because they get on the Internet, they really understand how a computer works and, and what they're doing, and they can show the, their child, you know, how to overcome this computer uh, uh, illiteracy, I guess. But what are some things that parents can do before, you know, even coming to you guys and saying, you know, hey, we need this or we need that? What are some things we can do in our own homes to help teach our kids 
that are struggling in math with the computer or, or maybe some programs that you might know of? Well, uh, a lot of the kids these days are, are so advanced. Show them how to turn it on and really get out of their way. You know that sometimes they they can they can maneuver better than us. However, uh, there's a lot of websites out there that can help. If you don't have websites, or if you're listening to this, hopefully you can get on the online and uh, pick up some of the programs I'm about to speak of. Uh, a lot of the good sites are NickJr.com. These are all websites that uh, have kids programming up that are, that are kid-friendly, that will teach them how to learn and keep them engaged. Uh, NickJr.com, ABCYa.com. If you have an inspiring, uh, uh, aspiring uh, child that wants to be a doctor, they have uh, EdHeads.com. Uh, I mean, it goes so in-depth where they're performing surgeries right there. I have my six-year-old. She sits down there and fix a uh, knee being broken. I mean, everything from cutting out the skin, placing it back in, sewing it up, and putting a heating pad on it. I mean, literally, edheads.com, uh, you have uh, abc123.com, starfall.com, starfall.more.com, uh, and that's just online. Offline, if you if you can only just get on for a second and download programs, real quick, if you, go, if you type in Tux Learning Programs, T-U-X, Learning programs, it's a whole learning suite that you can download and put on a computer. You don't need the Internet, and you'll have math, you'll have typing, you'll have science, you'll have social studies, everything you need to get your child started on the right foot. It starts in the home with the parents. Don't don't sit there and wait for the school to teach your kid. You teach them first. Everything that they see in school, they should see at home first. They shouldn't have to figure out what a spelling test is the first time that they get to school. They should know what a spelling test is when they leave the house. They should know how to at least the concept of reading before they leave the, leave the house, the concept of adding and subtracting. You don't have to teach them everything. Get them that concept. That's right. I definitely agree with that. That's something that we do, and it, and it seems to work when you start at home. I mean, of course it works when you start at home with them, and then they get to school, and it's like they're a superstar. And then, you know, at home you, you're like, you know, some of the things that the school teaches you, you're, I'm thinking at least, you know, you should already know that. <laughs> when they're having trouble with it, I'm like, okay, you should already know that. Let's let's sit down and figure this out. Maybe you need more time studying it here, but you know, so you know, big that's up that's to right. you. I, I was listening to one of your your callers in uh, uh, earlier, and they were stating that you know that that uh, we got to take back, we got to make sure that that the school systems are doing this, school systems are doing that. Uh, but she made the point that you got to take care of your home before you can take care of your neighbor's home, before you can take care of your community. Uh, she was just spot on. And I got to tell you that, that that's what we have to do. Do you get any backlash from, from – it seems like your your nonprofit is perfect in my mind. And I, and I know you may see some kinks in it and this, that, and the third, but do you get any backlash from the community or, or from any of the parents for things that you don't do or maybe things that you don't offer that – bothers you at all? Not, not, not at all, because they, they understand that the time that we put into it, and they're, they're more appreciative when, even if they have a service call where they call and say, hey, man, my, my computer won't come on or I, I have a virus for some reason, we don't even charge them to go over there and, and fix that, you know? We, we go over there, and we don't have service agreements. Oh, we get them on the back end, $25 every time you call. We don't do that. It's as simple as you have to stay with it. You have to call them every once in a while and say, hey, how things going? Right. How's your kid doing in school? 
uh, how's the computer doing, things like that. So it's all about following up. As far as the backlash out of the community, other nonprofits, we don't worry about what anybody else is doing right now. We've got a certain space that we're moving in, and as long as we keep going with that, we're good to go. I'm, I'm glad you hit on that because that, that's what I was kind of getting at indirectly, um, the back end of it, because I already knew what you guys do. And, you know, a lot of folks, when they hear you talking about nonprofit and what you offer and this free and that free and the third, they like to come up with their own little uh, their own little things about where they're doing this on the back end and they're getting that on the back end. So when you hear from the horse's mouth, that makes it that much clearer. So I'm glad you touched on that, you know, to just to, for the folks out there who were questioning, if if at all. You know what I mean? So Nonprofit means, for us, nonprofit. I mean, that's it. There's no money involved. The only profit we get is from seeing successful kids. And if that's not good enough for a lot of these people, we we got to change the mindset. That, that that book is coming up, A Free World Order, but we, we talk about changing the mindset of people from the motivation of money to human survival. We need to do what we need to do to survive and live on rather than the, who can make the most money, pass it down to their kids, and live richer than anyone else. We can't sustain that type of lifestyle. I'm glad you said that because here's here's where we are. This is why everybody's here. This is why most of the people are probably listening to the show is, is about this book, man. Folks want to know about this book and reading it, you know, when I when I got this book and I started reading it, I'm going, wow. You know, I didn't expect it to be what it was. You know what I mean? When I when I heard it, I'm going, okay, a free world order. I'm thinking, you know, the new world order theories. And, you know, I, I didn't know yeah. what, but I wanted to read it because, you know, I, I like things like that. I like books like that. So I'm reading this book, and it's really in-depth. I mean, you even have math equations in there where you really break it down for the simplest. That's right. You know, no disrespect to anybody, but for the simplest mind can follow this. And and I thought that was amazing, frankly, that you know you took the time to break it down. And and I'm on this. I'm on. I'm on reading your book for a second time. I haven't completed it the second time because normally when you read a book, you might interrupt it. You might fall asleep on it. You wake up and you go back to it. But I think I almost read the whole book in a day. So I wanted to go back and read some more. And I missed some things. And I love everything that I saw. What in the world made you write this book? And and explain the title before you even go into that. Okay. Uh... Let me start with the title, Free World Order, a conceptual book about a world without money. Um, I try to put you in this world, and it's not even putting you there as far as a person. It's just I want to put that concept in your head. I just imagine a world where everyone has a home, like everyone has enough food, everyone has education, everyone has health care of all kinds, everyone has transportation. And, and, And really saying, why can't we do this? What is stopping us from doing this? We have the manpower. We have the materials. We have the technology. We have everything in place to do exactly what I said said before, but the only thing we let hold us back is money. Oh, we don't have enough money to do that. We can do it, but only if we had the money. And that's what this book is addressing. Why is our motivation what starts and stops us money rather than this would be good for for the human race. This would be good for our survival if we do this. Let's do it. Whew. That's pretty in depth, my brother. <laughs> I didn't know how to follow up on that. I'm I'm sitting here listening to you, and I got caught up because I'm going back to the chapters. Um, and well, well, let's 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 listen to the chapters. First of all, I broke this down. I had a lot more. I had a lot more to say in this book, 
but I didn't want to get preachy. I didn't want to go over the top or anything like that. So instead of the the eight chapters that I had, I broke it down to six chapters. Instead of you reading hundreds of pages, I have it at 50 pages. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to dumb anybody down, but in our society, you notice that a lot of people will go to uh, places like the Huffington Post and things like this, and they'll read a quick article rather than sit there and read a whole book. So what I tried to do is, is get you to come into this world real quick for six quick chapters just to get the concept and then uh, go for it on your own. The chapters I have is uh, the first chapter. is called The World Today. The second chapter, Why We Need Change. The third chapter, What the New World Will Be. The fourth chapter, Moving in a Free Direction. The fifth chapter, What's Trying to Stop Progress. And the sixth chapter, is It's All in Your Hand. And it just flows that way. That's the way we have the book flowing. So from beginning to end, you get a clear concept, and you can actually take that concept and grow on your own. How long How long did it take you to write this book? It took me a year and a half to write the book. And during the process, I, I didn't tell anybody about it. I didn't even tell my wife until I was uh, probably 75% done with it mm-hmm. because I didn't want to get distracted. You know when you start telling like if you write music or if you have an idea or something, you start telling people about it, and they're like, and they're like, yeah, 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 I, I would do that, but I would do it this way or that way, or, or let me put some input in here. Mm-hmm. I didn't want, I didn't want all of that. I wanted to take what was in me and put it on paper, and then have people criticize it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you did. And a- then when I got to the the publisher and to the editor, you know how that goes, eh? Yes. They had a lot to say. Sheesh. But we got the book out. Why? Uh, are you what, still with me? I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I was just getting. Okay. This, I was going with the first chapter there. Um, I wanted to ask you about the world today. How, how do you feel the world today is, fiscally, you know, speaking? The world today, it seems that we just put every, we put a price tag on everything. I mean, earlier I spoke about the bench basketball player making more than the president of the United States of America, or more than our, our military troops. We have we have a price on love. Like if you love someone so much, you'll go out and go out and have a big wedding. You'll have a big cake. You'll buy them expensive things, expensive flowers. This is what shows them what love is. We put a price tag on everything, and uh, that's the way the world is today, where we monetize everything. So uh, if if you want to go down to the street, uh, I, I took a lot of business classes. I, I'm in the uh, in the corporate society working as a, a systems programmer. Mm-hmm. In every business class you take, they say, as associated cost with everything. If you take a bathroom break, those 15 minutes, 15 minutes cost the company $200 or $75 or something like this over a long term. They put a price on bathroom breaks, smoking breaks, everything you do. Yeah. is monetized. And we can't, we, that's the world that we live in today, and that's what has to change. Uh, and that's and that brings us to the second chapter. The second chapter is, is why we need change. It's because of whatever happened in that first chapter. In that first chapter, all of this money and stuff is bogging down what we can do. The the second chapter starts off like this. Now I don't want to mess up my own book by saying it starts off like this. Then you read it and it doesn't. So because <laughs> I get some of my chapters mixed up, but I wrote it. So. But anyway, it starts off like this. It starts off by saying we are one gravitational 
pull away from the earth not being here. That means that if the earth just sticks a little bit to the left or to the right and pulls in a meteor, everything you know as today could be gone. None of us could be here. How much does your religion matter then? How much does your money matter then? How much does all the things that get in the way of us working together to move our society forward, how does that get into the way of this media that's coming towards us? Mm. See, it, it doesn't really matter when that media is coming and that's when the whole earth is going to end. Mm-hmm. And when we say, well, we could have built spaceships, we could have moved ourselves here, or they, I know I'm not going to get into the whole Star Trek thing. I never watched Star Trek before, but when someone read this part, they said, man, that sounds like Star Trek. And I said, well, I've never seen that before. But right. why would we hold ourselves back? If that if that media is coming, and this is a fact, it could happen any second, any day. Are okay. we ready for that? I don't think we're ready because we hold ourselves back. We have the materials and everything. We can colonize on other planets. We can... We can bunker down. We can have uh, inner space travel, all of this. I mean, we're going to the moon now. We can go to Mars now. We can build civilizations there. We're stopping ourselves because of money. We say, oh, we can't build a rocket now. It costs too much money. We're going to have to take away from the school system to build a rocket, even though it will help us survive, even though we have the materials. We know how to do it. That's like you have Legos. You, You have Legos glue, sticks, everything you have to build a house, right. you know that a tornado is coming, and instead of you building your house and getting in it, you're going to sit out there and say, I'll take my chances with the tornado. Do We're not th- taking what we have and using it to our advantage. Do, do you believe that that there's a, you know, a lot of people think that there's a secret society and, you know, they're preparing for, for lack of a better word, for doomsday in uh do you believe that there's a secret society out there that, that actually knows when these things will happen and that they're prepared and they're just not pre- trying to prepare the rest of the world? I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen movies and, I, and I've and i seen things that, that made me think that, hey, these guys that have all this money, they're not as dumb as we think they are. I mean, I, I know uh, one of the politicians made made a line of us clinging to religion and to guns and things like that. And uh, I don't think those people that have that money cling to those guns and religion and those uh, faith-based things, if you will, that a lot of uh, us that we hold that we hold dear. I think that they're smartening up and that they they may have a plan. I don't know. I'm not rich. I'm not in that category. I'm just I'm just a person writing a book saying we should be all thinking about that. But I, I think they have a plan, man. I really do. And uh. And I, I, I hate to see a lot of us left out because uh, uh, this gravitational pull thing is real. That's the only thing. I mean, a lot of people use revelations from, from the Bible and all of these quotes. The only thing I know is that the earth can pull in the media. It can be big enough. It can destroy the earth. You hear me? Did I lose you? I can't hear you out there. 
You're listening to WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show, baby. We are now 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you. If you want more information about KIRP radio show, hit us up online. You can visit the website at www.kirpradioshow.com. Again, that's www.kirpradioshow.com. If you're logging online and you're on some social sites, Make sure you hit us up and like our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. Add yourself to the page. You can leave a comment. You can talk about the topics, and we'll try our best to get them all and read them off on the show. And if you're also on Twitter, send us a tweet at symbol KIRP Radio Show, and you can hit up the host, and that's me, that's Pudgy, at symbol NC Pudgy. Like I said, we are now over one. 100,000 listeners strong, and it's all because of you, baby. We started out November 28, 2010, and now we're taking it through 2011 and beyond. We are the KIRP Radio Show, and if you don't know what that stands for, that's keeping it real with Pudgy, baby. If you want more information about emailing or you want information about advertising or you want to know where we're going to be here and there, hit us up, Radio at gmail.com or WMMG. 500 at gmail.com and someone will get back to you as soon as possible. Like I said, it's all because of you, baby. 100,000 listeners strong and we're going on from here. I appreciate you and one love. Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. And Jesus Christ is looking for warriors that are willing to fight. We need to leverage our political power and our political interests in both parties. We have the opportunity to talk about how our values work because when they're put in place, when we govern according to those values, they work. If anybody is going to take on Mr. Barack Obama, it's going to be black conservatives. When you push in abortion upon a population, you ask yourself, who's pushing it? Democrats cannot win without the black vote. The Jesse Jackson era is over. Conservatism is neither white nor black. It's what's right. It's what's good. Our community is everyone. This is a kingdom of God movement. 
when I was in inner city, pastoring, what I saw was the Democratic Party making the inner city at that time a social wasteland. Maybe it's you who needs to decide that you want something different and stop waiting for a politician to hand that to you. We are serious about the mission that we have for the Frederick Douglass Foundation, and we stand on three basic pillars, and we don't apologize for it, but we are devoted Christians, first and foremost. We are proud black Americans and active Republicans. There are two issues that are facing our nation today that we don't uh, allow anybody, if they want to get our support, you are pro-life and you believe marriage is composed of one man and one woman at one time. We may not be the only organization for you, and that's okay. We're not changing who we are. <laughs> they won't mention that the vice chair. When I tell a lot of people this, even, even Republicans, they say, wow, we didn't know that. They didn't know that the vice chair of the North Carolina Republican Party is a black man named Dr. Timothy Johnson. Timothy Johnson is also the national chairman and founder of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. They don't mention that the KKK was a terrorist arm of the Democratic Party. They just talk about what they did to blacks, but they failed to mention, they forget that one little detail. And, they, and, they, and the other thing they won't tell you is that from 1929 to 1974, North Carolina, North Carolina had a genetics board, and they passed a sterilization act, which they forcibly sterilized 7,600 people. Some of them were younger than 8 years old. They don't mention that. Democrats were doing that. A lot of people, black, white, Mexican, young or old, fat or skinny, have a problem being true to themselves. They have a problem looking in the mirror and looking directly into their own soul. And the reason I am who I am today is because I can look directly into my face and find my soul. Welcome back to the KRRP Radio Show. Right at this time, it's time for the SoundChew.com weather report. SoundChew, take it away. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChoo.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists that Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Weather Report was brought to you by SoundTube.com. SoundTube, the most prolific online, any kind of media, hip-hop, reggae, country music, dance, whatever you have, log on to the account. I'm sorry, log on to the Gateway account. 
And uh, maybe you can be the next American Idol online. Now you can also give out pity gifts every day, all day. Logonsonsons.com. If you that American Idol, you know maybe they give you a chance to go on American Idol. Get the chance. Logonsonsons.com. Create an account. Starting over on the left. Los Angeles WMMT today. It freezing. It felt like summer in LA today. Tonight, 57 degrees. Right now, it's below temperature precipitation. Tomorrow, 70 degrees. Partly cloudy and here. Partly. And the AM split on tomorrow. Low, partly cloudy. Low, less than California. And wait, the DC states. It's a low storm, 32 degrees, not the great. Going over to Greensboro, North Carolina. That's right now. 72 degrees today. A hot, beautiful day. Kind of cloudy. 66 degrees tonight right now. Currently, thunderstorm. Tomorrow, it's going to be hot. 87 degrees. Most of the sunny for the 10% chance of rain. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists. Then, vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com. The number one online music tournament. You're back with Pudgy. Keeping it real with Pudgy. WMMG, home of the KRRP radio show. We have on the air author Larnell Toms of a book, Free yes, yes, World yes. Order, A Conception of a World Without Money Today. Um, Mr. Toms, we got to ask you, where, what would make someone want to buy your book in your words? And, 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 and the, thing, the same way with that nonprofit is the same way with this book. I can't sell you a book about a conceptual world of a book without of, of a world without money. So if you can read it free online at www.fwobook.webs.com. Once again, www.fwobook.webs.com. You can read it for free there. However, if you want a hard copy, that's what you do have to pay for. You can go to uh, blurb.com, B-L-U-R-B.com, and get a hard copy, or you can... uh, Go to lulu.com and get a digital copy for your iPad or your ebook. The, the, uh, if you go in the search and you type in Free World Order on those two sites, you can order it there. The ebook is $1.99. The actual book will cost you $5. It's 50 pages. You, it's guaranteed to be worth your time. 
$1.99, folks. $1.99. Skip one cup of coffee. Skip Starbucks once a day. Most of you guys go three times a day. Skip Starbucks for a minute. Skip that little dessert you might get and buy this book, man. It is definitely worth the read. And this is an extraordinary brother who's doing extraordinary work in the communities and for all people. So it was definitely worth my one ninety nine. I'll get another copy out there. Somebody hit me up if they want a copy and they don't want to go read it free online, and I'll definitely get you a copy of this book. I don't mind paying that one ninety nine. If you want a hard copy, folks, for your collection, maybe you got a bookshelf like I do, order this book, man. Hey, blurb.com, type in free world order, and you can order the book that way, folks. Make sure you get this book. Um, let me let me ask you something real quick before we you know before we move on. What what were you looking for when you wrote this book? Like, where were you trying to take folks? Where were you trying to take their mind when you wrote this book? Or what were you hoping to achieve? I just want to give you an alternative way of thinking. We we, we in our day to day think about what you do from. And you're a pretty busy brother, so I know you, once you get up, you have moving things, different parts. But for the average person that works at a supermarket or or at one of these retail places, when they wake up, they go along with their day, they may plan out their weekend, and then they have their job. It's always just, just so mundane, some of the things that we do day to day. You wake up, same time, brush your teeth, same time, fix your hair, same time, go out, do the same eight hours. And you never get a chance to take a step back from what you're looking at your reality as and see what could be. This book right here, when you read it, you start thinking about, hmm, what small things could I do that are really free that can help move society forward? All of us can do something to move society forward because the way we're going right now, we can't sustain it. If you look at our patterns in history, we can't sustain what we're doing right now. Not as United States of America. I'm talking about as the world. You know, we got to make a change. I and agree with this that. book does. This book, when you read it, it gives you that concept of I, I can do my small part to make a big difference. We didn't get to go into how will work schedules be if the world was free. How will I how will I get to eat if the world is free? Who will pick my food? Uh, things like that. That's all in this book. I mean, it's basically a walkthrough of you know. What we may need to do, keyword is may need to do to sustain life. I mean, because there's so many unknowns, but this book gives you that concept of hope. There it is, folks. I mean, you know, you heard it from the horse's mouth, man. Humanitarian award, author, award-winning, I hope, award-winning author. I hope so. I hope that's in the future. Let me speak it. Maybe it'll come to pass. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. It's definitely coming. I like that. Any any more books, though? You plan on writing any more books in the, in the near future? Uh, I, I got to shout out uh, Pumpkin Pie Publishing up in Baltimore, Maryland. Those are the publishers that, that back me. Uh, they, they want me to do something where I take the concept of what I put in this book and actually put a character in this world and show how they'll live out and some of the uh, obstacles they come that may come. But right now, Free World Order, a conceptual book of a world without money, it's free read, com. Or you can buy on Blurb or Lulu, keyword free world order. Right now, this is what it's about. That is, man. I, I like that. We're over on time, but, we, you know, we we normally play a game if I don't forget. I forget half the time, and I go off on my little tangents. But we play a game where I ask, uh, in, in if you can, in three words or less, I'm going to just name off five different names. 
and in three words and less, tell us what you think about them or, or maybe if they had an impact on your life. You ready for it? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, here we go. Martin Luther King Jr. Hope. Edgar Allan Poe. Brilliant. President Barack Obama. <laughs> Epic. Huge. <laughs> uh, phenomenon. We'll see how all those policies work in the future. Donald Rumsfeld. Coward. <laughs> you know, I had to ask that since you, you know, you in Iraq in 03. I, we'll, we'll talk about that later one day. Um, Selfish Reg- coward. Frederick Douglass. Freedom. That is Lonell Times, folks. Author, Free World Order, a conceptual book of a world without money. Lonell, you got any shout outs before you go, man? Any, any shout outs you want to name? Any plugs? You got the air, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. K-I-R-P, thank you so much for having me on just to get this concept out there. Free World Order, www.fwobook.webs.com. The Barnes Project, if you love good music, love good gospel music, The Barnes Project, like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Free World Order. Hey, man, thanks for coming on the show. Hopefully we'll get you back on the show to talk about this next book or you know, we got a couple of things working, so I'll be definitely reaching out to you later. And I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. And when and you're when in the community, look, look me up, man. If you need help, call us out. We'll come help you out. We don't know unless you give us a call. I, I always And don't forget, we will be. Tom's Family Company, tomsfamilycompany.weebly.com, freeworldorderfwobook.webs.com. There it is, folks. Thanks, Larnell, for coming on the show, brother. Thank you so much, Butch. All right, goodbye. All right, bye. There it was, folks, Lonell Times, as I said three times. There it is, there it is, there it was, Lonell Times, man. Extraordinary gentleman. The epitome of what we stand for on this show, which is individualism, understanding that you can do all things and all things can be done through you. Um, It's time to end the show. If you're just logging on late, you know, you can come back and listen to a rebroadcast of the show on KIRPRadioshow.com. If you got comments to make, you know, send an email. You, you got to always respond to them the best I can, or maybe my producers will. Um, KIRPRadio at gmail.com. If you want to leave us, uh, I don't know, maybe a message or something, or you want to leave us a, a board broadcast or anything of that nature, hit us up on Twitter, at symbol KIRPRadioshow, and you can add me. Make sure you add those, by the way, folks. Uh, at symbol NC Pudgy. It ain't no telling what I might talk about on the show. It ain't no telling what I might talk about on my Twitter and on my Facebook. All I can tell you is like it, love it, or leave it alone. Shout out to everybody who listened to the show. You B.I.G. in my book. Special shout out to my girl Katrina Watkins and my man Act Right, host at purely-poetic.net. Purely-poetic.net. It's a coffee house. You heard the advertisement. It's a coffee house every Wednesday night via online. So you can log online if you got some poetry. Maybe you like a verse. And maybe you have some Maya Angelou you want to recite. Whatever you feel like doing, whatever's on your mind, every Wednesday night, make sure you log on to blogtalkradio.com slash purely dash poetic and get your coffee shop on, man. You know, get you a cup of coffee or whatever. Get you a cappuccino or something like that, you know. Get in your couch, on your couch, cozy up, turn on the broadcast, and you will definitely hear some good poetry from that show. 
So shout out to those folks over there at Purely Poetic. And also at my folks at SoundChew.com. I really appreciate you. Faulkner, got to give a shout out to uh, Riley Heating and Air. And uh, who else we got here? Got to give a shout out to my people. Oh, I almost forgot to shout out the folks who sent me the emails too. Shout out to the group uh, Inside, in, Window Inside, Window 7 Inside. I guess it's a rock band over in Los Angeles, California. Shout out to you guys. Everybody else who listened to the show, man, you B.I.G. in my book, I'm Over Time. Some folks might not hear this in a live broadcast in California, watching in North Carolina. Sorry, too bad that's the AM station, but I appreciate you guys rocking with us anyway. As I always say, man, it ain't what they could do for you, it's what you could do for yourself. Everybody, you B.I.G. in my book, man, thanks for coming through. Same time, same place. We'll be back next week, next Sunday, 8 p.m., and we're going to bring it to you live. One love.
real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real phony gon' recognize, still, still recognize with. Like we always do with this time, I go for mine, I get to shine, let's throw your hands up in the sky. 